Man, I'm feeling pretty uh pretty sick. Is that right? Yeah. Can you hear it? Uh, I mean, not really. It sounds a little bit. Your voice is a little bit heavier, huskier than usual. But you've been doing all that traveling. I have. Yeah, as as we talked about before we recorded, I was back and forth to Boston for Christmas, and uh, then up to Victoria and Vancouver, and just got back a couple hours ago into Seattle. That's wild, man. Do you know where you picked it up? The disease. I don't know. It might have been Kendra because she was sick, and then I was feeling fine for a little while. But but mine is more of like a a sore throat thing than she had, and now her throat is starting to get more sore. So it might have might have actually been me giving it to her. I don't know. That's great that you've landed on that conclusion when your first instinct was just to throw your partner under the bus. <laughs> you know what? She did it. <laughs> How do you feel about like spreading your germs so far and wide and across international borders? Isn't that illegal? You didn't go to a farm, did you? No, no, no farms. No okay, farms. Good. Didn't bring back any soil. Is that, a, is that one of the rules? Don't bring back soil? Yeah, I think so. No way. Come on. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure, because we just filled out the declaration forms, and I'm pretty sure soil is one of the yes-no checkboxes. Wait, so then when people, like, come to this land with nothing but dirt in their pocket, that they're already breaking, like, the rules? Yeah, I never thought about it that way, yeah. Oh, no. Wait, but I'm so pro-immigration. Uh, anyway, bring your dirt to this land. I, I probably <laughs> shouldn't say that. Uh, do whatever the rules are. Uh, sorry, Josh, yes, you were feeling how? Sick. Oh, right. And you spread your germs, but you don't feel any guilt, you're saying? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I blew my nose when appropriate. I didn't, like, wipe my snot on anything, for what that's worth. That's good. When's a, do you do that often? I mean... No, but I'm... I don't know. I tried to be a responsible, sick person. I mean, when I went to the bathroom, I washed my hands, as you do. Yeah, every time. Even if you're healthy. Yeah. When you were a kid and you had, like, a snotty nose, were you the kid who would, like, wipe it with the back of your hand and then just, like... On your jeans? No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Well, how'd you do it then? Well, with a with a Kleenex. Every time you use a Kleenex, every time. I mean, I always try to. I don't know. Well, at what age did you start developing that habit where you walk on the street and just blast snot rockets off, like to the side, to clear your nose? I have never done that because <laughs> I usually get the like the runny nose type where if i tried doing that it would just like blow snot down my face which nobody wants god that's gross no if you plug up one of the sides it doesn't go straight down because you know force hmm i mean i've never done that maybe i'll try it like in the shower i do really like blowing my nose in the shower without needing to do anything and being able to just like immediately wash my face and my hands and yeah that always feels good you know it is I mean, despite its sliminess it is kind of the ideal place for it to happen yeah Sometimes you just like, you're like, wow, I had this much mucus in my lungs. That can't be good. How how likely do you think it is that this cold can be communicated over the internet where we're talking? Oh, oh man, that's a good movie. Is that, that's probably a Black Mirror already, right? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I think I've seen all the Black Mirrors. Wait, let's just not name it virus anything. That would be too, I don't like that. Yeah, a little too on the, on the nose. Yeah, Oh. But you know what we need? We need a internet device for your nose. That's how the germs will spread our story. So far, no paraphernalia for your nose. Have you noticed? Well, there's like jewelry. Not for internet use. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Didn't somebody try and do a smell-o-vision? What do you, who did a smell-o-vision? Wait, also, we're like five minutes into this. Should we start the show? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. 
Yeah, uh, no, I don't. I was trying to do a nose command. The only thing I could think of was a sneeze. Uh, <laughs> hmm, hmm, uh, my <laughs> my nose is plugged up. Anyway, let's start the show. <laughs> You're listening to Instead of, a hypothetical podcast with Tap and Johnny, me, Josh Harrison, and usually Mike Bogart. Yeah, usually. Shout out to uh, Mike and Amanda and their family. Uh, you know, hope your week is going good, but this show's for you guys. Actually, can I do a really dumb one real quick? Yeah. I wrote down... Do they only call it a sink because it's, like, sunken into the counter? <laughs> Is that why it's a sink? Yeah. I wish it had its own name, not just, like, a, a characteristic of what the tub is. Because, like, calling it a sink and, and just saying it's sunken doesn't even account for the fact that it's a tub with plumbing. It's so much more than a sink. I mean, isn't plumbing what makes it a sink? Isn't a wash basin basically a sink with no plumbing? Yeah, but, like... Isn't a wash basin sunken? Sometimes. Usually those are like, I don't know, maybe I'm like generalizing here, but aren't those usually kind of sitting on top of a counter? Dude, this is a great, like, no need to rebrand this opportunity, but if we do rebrand it, we can go big. We need to rename the sink and faucet, like, area. Okay. Something cool. Like, hey, uh, oh, did you guys just change your... Yeah, we went to... I don't know who the hell sells this. The Aqua Blast. The Aqua Blast? Yeah. The faucet is the aqua blast, and the drain, the basin part, is the aqua suck. The aqua suck. But then it doesn't always suck. It can just be like holding water, right? Mm, yeah, I guess. But that's, that's you know, 2% of the usage. I think it'd be fine to call it the suck. The suck. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't like calling it the suck. It went from the sink to the suck. God, that's a big time downgrade. Okay, well, what do you got? Well, well, we'll move on. We'll move on. That's just something that I was exploring in my thoughts earlier this week. Okay. But here's what else I was doing with my time. I've been spending, uh, I guess, a normal amount of weekly YouTube screen time across my many shared screens. Which I, I don't think is normal for anybody except you. Dude, people watch YouTube as much as me, I think. And there's a lot to learn on there. I watched a video about like how time will end and it takes like trillions upon trillions upon trillions of years and it was just it was so cool but only on YouTube where else am I going to find that I think Lauren put that on Instagram and I watched your mind get blown in real time Yeah I didn't know she was taking videos of that but like it turns <laughs> out when I'm surprised I actually do put both my hands on my head and my mouth is just like wide open <laughs> a gape yeah Dude, they were talking about black holes evaporating, and it took a long time to even get to that point. But anyway, before I get too too into that, some of the other YouTube videos I've been watching have been like uh, moments of the decade, like sports plays of the decade, best songs of the decade. Have you come across any of this? Yeah, I, not not as much on YouTube, because I don't think I go on YouTube as much as you. But yeah, there's been a ton of like best movies of the decade, best games of the decade type stuff. What's the best game of the decade? Uh, I don't know. I, di I don't remember reading too many of those what's your best game of the decade my best game of the decade probably the last of us really god i should and i took like a real stab at starting it too yeah and you seem to enjoy it i had a great time it was an excellent game it's just scary sometimes and video, video games are like weirdly meditative in the way of you know i was thinking about i like had this realization of why i play 
sports video games a lot because a lot of people will say there's not much. I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, but there's not really a lot of like literary weight behind playing an 82 game NBA season. But it's a fantasy fulfillment thing, right? Honestly, it's more than that. It's like a meditative practice. It's like going, it's a full dive into like just a small thing. And so you learn a ton about all of like the tiny nuances. It's like instead of going outward and exploring like these vast unending worlds, you're just like digging deeper and deeper into this one thing. And it's just such a cool, I don't know, mental practice because you really do master it at some point, And I really enjoy that. Anyway, now I've gotten off the rails. But what I was going to ask was if you had to compile a list just of your own life events, what was the unexpected moment of your decade? So not like the best thing that happened to you in any traditional sense, but like reflecting upon 2010 to now 2020 for you, something where you're just like, you know what? I never would have seen that coming. And that was like a huge, huge thing in my life. And it happened in this decade. Probably getting the job at Amazon in 2012. Yeah, on, honestly, I th- that might be mine too. Game changer, right? It totally changed. I had never left New England before. I mean, like I had visited, but I had never moved out of Massachusetts and Connecticut were the only places that I had lived. And now you've been back and forth six times in like four days. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, And this podcast wouldn't exist if not for that. Very true. And I mean, like the whole Seattle migration and just like being around when Seattle became like See, we, we we were there for the full Seattle run. Like, you're still there, but, like, we saw that big boom. Uh-huh. I was thinking it might be the move to Seattle. Definitely didn't see that coming, but, like, okay, those still feel traditional. Give me something else, like some, like, true happening. Like, you could you, you weren't even thinking about it, and it, like, happened upon your life. Okay. And the podcast, like, it, we, we could both say that. Like, this is obviously one of the best things of the decade and going right. forward. So let's not say it, or let's not talk about each other's friendship. Because it's lame, but it's acknowledged on both ends. Okay. Uh, hmm. I haven't, like, broken any bones. I haven't needed surgery. I haven't gone to the hospital. Have you ended up in a location that you didn't expect at any point in this decade? Not in the way that, like, your mom boarded the wrong flight or whatever it was. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> you're actually saying a statement. You're not even making a your mom joke. <laughs> <laughs> Did you walk into any unexpected restaurants and you're like, oh my God, this is my new shit. Where did you eat most often this decade? Where did I eat most often? Probably like Chipotle. That's boring. (laughs) Do you think that's the truth? Do you think it's Chipotle? Damn, I think that's probably it for me too. Lame. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have eaten at Chipotle a lot. Even recently? Especially recently. Like that's been my whole kind of go-to at work because the the market is always mobbed so it's like i walk right by the market and there's there's chipotle ready and waiting okay well i guess this is a sad realization for both of us so (laughs) we've just been wolfing burritos just think about like a time lapse of our life and how much of the decade was spent eating burritos yeah and actually and there was a chipotle like three blocks away from my apartment in boston also so that was a frequent stop for me there as well all right, well, we got to move off food then. We need something something unique. I bet in your wildest dreams, even in like your I'm going to work in video games thing, you didn't think you would end up at like all of these at the forefront of all of these like video game moments. Yeah, I guess there were like, I don't know, when I was the project manager for that 
concert at San Diego Comic-Con. That was wild. Yeah, like, who could have seen that coming, you know? Ten years ago, me would not have expected that I would be as ingrained in this industry as I have been. Like, meeting a lot of people that I used to consider heroes. I mean, that I still look up to in the industry and everything. Like, you just straight up met them. Like, they just started entering your life. Yeah. That's wild. That concert was wild. I was going to say, when you figured out for people who bought the video game, actually bringing back to sports video games, Madden, because if they bought Madden from whatever shit you did, they got, like, free NFL Sunday ticket or something. And that only happened once. And, like, it literally is a, just a blip in the in- industry because of just two people, right? Right. That's kind of wild. Yeah, it sure is. I wonder if there are any YouTube videos on that, on, like, that deal. Like, hey, sign up for this and fucking get this shit. And it was like, Josh did that. Yeah, probably. That's how I... You know what? My, my unexpected thing is definitely the megaphone. The pile megaphone thing. Yeah. Like anytime I see pile in the wild, even though it's been years since I worked on that shit, I'm like, I know that I was there at the turn. Like all of this got big a hundred percent because of the work that I did. And it was like, it's crazy. I, when we saw it in Watchmen and it wasn't like a part of the set decoration, I honestly just think someone forgot to wipe the brand, but I'm like, oh shit, it's like in Watchmen now. That blew my mind. I think, I don't know that it's just that they forgot to wipe it, because I sent you that photo, like, four days later, I was watching an old season of Veep, and there it was, the same exact microphone. Megaphone. Megaphone, yeah, yeah. Makes a difference, dude. I, like, I, <laughs> I had seen megaphones my whole life, like, childhood. You don't expect to be the person who will become the provider of megaphones, you know? Like, I did not, I could not have thought that in 2010. That's some shit. To the world. Yeah, to the world. Me and Pyle, like, just hand in hand as friends, business friends, fucking just, like, tore it up. That's honestly, I don't know why, but that factoid is, that is one of my favorite little accomplishments of the decade. Good for us. Yeah, good for us. We fucking made that shit happen somehow. And, I mean, with the help of tons of other people. And a lot of Amazon's money. Yeah. Yeah. It's See, we can do so much good when people give us their money to spend. <laughs> Take note, listeners. We're poor as shit now. (laughs) I'm kidding. It's always going to be free. As mentioned, I was in Victoria two days ago. Yeah, what the hell? We literally missed each other by one day. Was it only one day? I thought that you flew back a a couple days ago. I don't know. I like to say it more dramatic like that. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I had only been to Victoria one other time. It's nice. Capital of British Columbia. Yeah, I love British Columbia and Canada in general. Canada's so good. I don't know. I've been there a handful of times, and every time I go, I just like want to move there. Dude, Canada rules. But anyway, uh, a staple of Victoria that you see if you're down by the waterfront is the Empress Hotel. That's right. Yeah, where they like do the, hey, tourists, give us $400 for some tea and bread. Well, so it's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gave them $400, didn't you? <laughs> It wasn't $400, but it was pretty expensive. Was it triple digits? Uh, It was not triple digits. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So we went to Q at the Empress, and Kendra wanted me to shout out Q because that's the name of her cat, who you love from that picture. Wait, 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 wait. That's messing me up. So first of all, yes, shout out to Q. Great cat. That cat is awesome. So there's a cat named Q. You went to Q, but didn't you also say last week that you like went to Q? Some like yeah, yeah yeah Q has been a very big part of my life over the last like seven days because that Mongolian hot pot place was called the Q I think what the this hell was Q at the Empress and then her 
cat's name is Q also. You know what you should do? You should go to the casino and play those slot machines where they have Qs as one of like the 600 things they can go by. I bet you'll hit five Qs in a row. Yeah, or like try and play queens at poker or something. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, we decided to have high T at the Empress. Of course you did. Wait, high T? You should have had high Q. <laughs> it wasn't an option. So the hostess reminded us, we're like asking if there's any availability or whatever. And the hostess is just like, I just want to let you know, this is a fixed menu and it's a fixed price. Right. And it's $82 Canadian. All right. (laughs) And she's like telling us that. And it really felt like she didn't trust us. Do you not look like a man who has $82 Canadian? What were you wearing? Uh, I was wearing... That day I was dressed a little better than I was yesterday. I had like a like a checkered button-down shirt. Okay. So then what's where's the discrimination coming from? I don't know. Maybe I just looked like a shifty character or something. Had you showered? I had showered. No, you hadn't. Look, man, people who come for high tea, most of them have taken a bath. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I did not take a bath. When's the last time you took a bath? Uh, More recently, I think when I was in... The other apartment in Chicago, I bought a bath bomb because, you know, I always just wondered, nice. wondered what it was like. First of all, super underwhelming. I don't know if I, I must have talked about that on the podcast because it barely bubbled. I expected like 20 minutes of explosions. Yeah. You know, when you put in like, yeah, like an Eno in like uh, when you're going to drink that for your stomach. That's what I thought was going to happen with the bathtub. But it just kind of like and then you're just sitting there <laughs> in like a weird gunk. I don't know. It wasn't fun. Uh, but that that's the last time. Anyway, it's been years since I took a bath, so I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's why she distrusted me. She could just kind of smell it on me or something. Could be. To be clear, I have showered in years. That's good. But so we ended up getting squeezed in. Most of the time you needed a reservation, and she kind of fit us in between like two seatings. Uh, and we got this like gorgeous table in front of a Christmas tree, like a 12-foot-tall Christmas tree. We were sitting on a couch next to each other instead of like table across from each other. Oh, that's nice. Was it a nice couch? It was a really nice couch. It was comfy. Makes a difference. And so I got uh, Grand Bazaar Spiced Tea. Ooh, what does that taste like? I don't know. It was some kind of spice. It tastes a little like chai. Okay, yeah. And so the tea comes, and there's this cute little trio of hourglasses that run out in two, four, or five minutes so that you can have either light, medium, or strong tea, which I thought was really clever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So, you, like, when it when it's done, that's when you start drinking it, depending on how strong you want it? Exactly, exactly. And then once we started uh, drinking it, the server came over and removed the tea bag so that the tea was as strong as we wanted. But it was sitting on this little thing that had a candle underneath it, so it kept it really hot, which was nice, too. This Okay, this is a wonderful tea drinking experience. Yeah, well... Hank, just give me another minute. <laughs> what do you mean? So far, you're like enjoying. I bet sandwiches came out. Uh, not yet. Uh, not before I ruined it. <laughs> you ruined it? What'd you do? Oh, you didn't spill the tea, right? <laughs> Tell me you didn't spill the tea. So we each got to pick our own tea, and they delivered them on swap sides. So mine was in front of Kendra's, and uh, hers was in front of mine. Most people can make this trade. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh well, I'll pour Kendra's tea for her. I immediately overpour and tea goes everywhere. (laughs) It's on the table. It like soaked her saucer. So the bottom of the teacup was like dripping when she picked it up. And there was enough liquid on the table that 
You know how when you have like a bunch of water on a table and a plate is on it, like the plate can almost like glide on top of the liquid? Oh, no. Was that Mater <laughs> D just like standing there with her arms folded, just like looking at you like, I knew it. <laughs> no, she didn't see it. It, uh, I don't know. We, we cleaned it up. Uh, well, Kendra cleaned it up. You didn't like drink it with a straw, right? What do you mean Kendra cleaned it up? Why didn't you clean it up? You caused the whole well, problem. She started using her napkin and I'm like, hey, let's trade napkins. I should have the wet one. And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. Wow. Because she's great. But So you spilled her tea and her napkin is ruined? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. You're really throwing it back to olden times, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. This is classic Josh shenanigans here. But so that was the only thing that went majorly wrong. Thank God. That's good. So anyway, we've got the tea. The tea is delicious. There are four different types of sugar. There's like raw sugar, and then there are those big crystals that come in either white or brown, and then there are maple nuggets that dissolve. So you got all these different ways to make your tea fancy. Yeah. And sweet. Yes. Very sweet. Did you put all four in? Uh, in different cups, yes. They gave you four cups? Well, they gave us a whole teapot. Like, we got to drink, like... Four or five cups of tea. That's a lot of tea. Yeah. It was a lot of tea. But I don't know. Like, the teacup wasn't gigantic. It was, like, maybe equivalent to getting, like, two teas at a Starbucks or something like that. That's a lot. Did you do the pinky thing the whole time? No, not the whole time. Just a little bit. Just to, you know, kind of embrace the moment. But so they give us this three-tiered platter. And on the bottom, there are these raisin scones that had house-made clotted cream and strawberry lavender preserve. Unbelievable. Delicious. Wow. Wait, do you dip them or do you spread it on top of the scone? We cut them in half and spread on the inside and then ate the two halves. Very nice. And then we had five little finger sandwiches. There was a smoked sockeye salmon with creme fraiche. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, yeah, maybe. There was a quiche that had spice squash and gruyere cheese wait a, a quiche sandwich well okay so they weren't all sandwiches they were little finger foods i guess okay okay was there any cucumber sandwiches uh there actually was there was sun wings cucumber on dark rye with dill whipped cream cheese fennel pollen and pink peppercorn that's the one i always got to get some variant of the cucumber sandwich because it's the only vegetarian like finger sandwich these finger sandwich places have so i've eaten so many of those yeah uh, you could have had the egg salad one. There's poached Vancouver Island egg salad with lemon and fine herb mayo garnished with shaved purple radish. That does sound very good. What are you reading from? The menu. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. And so, and then they did, uh, these five delicious desserts. They were all like little mini desserts. So they had this like maple and pecan tart, this, uh, macaron that was uh, cranberry, ginger, and vanilla. They had, wow. Uh, Christmas fruitcake, this dark chocolate thing. So anyway, like they went all out. I didn't really know what to expect. I was willing to kind of go along because we've talked about this a lot that, you know, we're we're both big fans of just kind of saying yes to a new experience. Right. Like that Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. Yes, man. Exactly. That's that's you and me. Yeah. Yes, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> but I ended up having a great time. It was uh delicious and way more filling than I would have expected it to be. Like, it was a full meal. I thought this would just be like a snack thing. Did you offer Kendra anything to eat? <laughs> well, so we both had <laughs> we both had the same thing. So there were two of each sandwich, two of each dessert, etc. Wait, so she had her own, like, five of everything? Yeah, and those were all the same. The only wow. things that were different is we had different teas. 
And it was only $41 a person? This seems like they really gave you a ton of food. Yeah. Well, no, it was it was $82 per person. Oh, uh, oh, dude, that's triple digits. What are you doing? Why were you trying to hide that earlier? Oh, no, I don't know. Per person. It was like 60 bucks per person or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, so I'd never done high tea before in any capacity, let alone at this fancy establishment. But the British have found a way to make tea and snacks exceptionally elegant and fancy. What do you mean the British? You were in Canada. Well, I know, but they co-opted this from from the brits i'm sure they're doing this a canadian way dude is everything in america the same as in england no what is this there's the same exact rules that you're applying here it's a canadian high tea that you had well okay fine it doesn't need to be the brits that's besides the point that doesn't matter it matters to me it matters to a citizen of that great land (laughs) now you bow down and apologize (laughs) so Anyway, Canada or whoever came up with the concept of high tea found a way to make snacks and herbs in a cup really fancy. Wow, what a way to describe food. But all of us, everybody on the planet eats and drinks. So <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah. <laughs> so instead of tea and snacks, what is something that almost everybody, if not everybody, does and make it elegant for me. Like, make me the high tea version of something mundane. That everybody does? Yeah, like everybody eats and drinks, and they found this way to make this, like, tea and snacks very fancy, very upscale. Oh, 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 oh. So go, like, real broad and then zoom into something, you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then explain in detail. Like, show me what the little four canisters of sugar would be and, and all that. Well, Jesus. Uh, everybody sleeps, but that's not a very fun... Maybe we could do a mass sleeping experience. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What would that look like? How would I spend $82 Canadian on a sleeping experience? It would initially... Well, the first, like, two hours of just being in there are going to be me convincing you that this isn't going to be a mass suicide. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Everything is cool. We're all really just here to sleep together, but not, like, with each other, if that makes sense. Everyone's going to sleep. Everyone's going to get their own fancy-ass mattress, you know. We're going to be in a Costco warehouse, but, like, very fancy on the inside. But that's how much space we have. Okay. Each bed is going to be, like, beautifully decorated and might have one. Uh, what do people have atop their beds? Um, what are those things that look like tents? Duvets? No, 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 the tents. Oh, oh, a canopy. Yeah, but is do you think that's something everyone would want at a fancy place? Yeah, right? Mr. Burns has a canopy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what I'm basing everything on. (laughs) So, yeah, everybody has this. Obviously, you can adjust the bed in countless ways if you want it hotter, firmer, whatever. Fucking, there's going to be a TV at the foot of each bed, PlayStation 4. I don't know. Everything you want, all right, uh, is going to be in this mass sleeping area. Uh, And then, I don't know, from like the hours of 10.30 to 6.30 a.m., uh, I'll just I'll spray some light knockout gas from the vents. <laughs> Again, this is why we went through the two hours of me promising you. I swear to God, this isn't a mess, a suicide. And then we'll all go to sleep and we'll all wake up very well rested. Okay. And that's that's eighty two dollars worth a nice sleep. People would pay me eighty two dollars for like a great sleep. Okay. Do you offer white noise? You know, I've uh, I've been sleeping with more white noise in my life lately, uh, but I don't think everyone wants it. So I would offer it at 
uh, per bed level. So, you, but like enough that no one else would hear your white noise. Okay. But not headphones, because nobody wants to sleep with headphones on. Right. Maybe we could have a patent pending pillow that has a speaker within the pillow. I think those exist already. Okay. Well, do they have the patent? Could we get it first? Patent denied. <laughs> yeah, I'm 100% sure they have the patent for that. Okay. <laughs> but we could figure something else out. Maybe we could do uh, white noise megaphones. <laughs> have you ever been to one of those science museums where it's like, if you talk into this dish, then it puts this like hyper-focused sound signal so somebody 50 feet away can hear you as if they're right next to you? Yes. What is that technology, and how do we just get that in the rafters so we can have one aimed at every person's bed? Well, who do they need to talk to? Well, they wouldn't need to talk to anybody. It's just so we could have white noise going directly at each individual person. So somebody might want white noise. Somebody might want river sounds. Right, but aren't aren't they going to like centralize at a point, or will each bed have like a straight down communication with the rafters? Yeah, every every bed gets their own. There's an easier way to do this, but if we are going to go that route, let's just make it a whole floating bed experience. (laughs) This knockout gas is going to make sure that you don't roll out of the bed as well. And if you have that tendency somehow, we'll put up some sort of like comfortable gates (laughs) when everyone's sleeping, Uh, and then we'll lift all the beds. 10 feet in the air because this Costco warehouse is pretty tall uh, and people will sleep in the air on their beds. And when they wake up, it'll be so, so nice. They'll have slept in in the clouds. Can we take pictures of them while they're sleeping? Of course not. This is going to seem even worse than the mass (laughs) suicide. If we take pictures of this, this is a horribly scary thing to look at. Well, I'm just wondering why would you lift them in the air? If everybody's asleep for it, then why not just leave them on the ground? I don't know. It like adds something. Okay. It's like my own little spin. You sleep in the sky. Who doesn't want a a twist? What about spinning beds? No, come on. That's disruptive. (laughs) Use your noggin. Speaking of which, I'll give you a starch hat if you want. Like one of those cone sleeping hats. (laughs) Perfect. That'll be my $82 experience. What do you call it? Uh, Sleep country USA. (laughs) God, you were yelling at me for my Aqua Blast idea. No, that's a real name of a mattress company, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I can't name it that. Dude, so we finally found a game to play together, Lauren and I. Oh, what game? We've been playing... Do you remember the game Crash Bandicoot? Yeah. So, like, last year they remade all the first three in, like, cool 3D graphics, and on Black Friday it was $15, so I bought it. Nice. Yeah, I played through that uh, earlier this year. Wait, really? This this insane trilogy collection? Yeah, or maybe last year or something, but yeah, I played through them. You beat it? Yeah. Dude, this game is so hard. We're, we're like 18 or 19 levels finished with the first world, which honestly, like, that's tough. It sounds like it's not tough, but it's really tough. I feel like some of my skill might come from, like, muscle memory from many years ago. Because I played those back on PS1. Oh, so you, like, know what's coming. Like, everything is a surprise. All the levels are so different, and there's so much, yeah. like, you need to execute 
totally different moves in every level. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking fascinating. So my instead of to you was going to be if you knew how to beat a level, but you do. So like instead of me beating it, I was going to ask if you could beat it for me. But I don't want to give you a te- no. Now now that I know you've done it, for some reason, I'm inspired to do the same and show you that I'm just as good as Crash Bandicoot as you are. I said that whole sentence terribly, but you know what I mean. I'm obviously flustered. That game is so hard. How long did it take you to beat it? I believe in you. Uh, I don't know. A while. I mean, they are hard. They're hard games. Did you particularly have any trouble with the first game? Like, do you remember any levels? I remember the one, I don't know, it's like around level 20 or something. You're like scaling the outside of a building. It's like you're going vertically and it's like pouring rain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, no, that's, I think that's like the extra level. That's like the one that they, with the reissue of the game, they like made an extra level. That's the exact premise of it. Dude, I just tried playing that. You beat that level? Oh, my God. I can't even get to, like, the second checkpoint in that level. It's so hard. (laughs) It is. It's super hard. What do you do with the stairs that disappear? They disappear too fast to jump over. All I do is just, like, mash jump, and somehow he, like, makes it over, but I'm clearly, like, hacking the game. No, you just need to time it. Like, you need to time it so you're jumping when the stairs are still down and they come up like at the split second before you land but i obviously tried that josh (laughs) (laughs) it's literally the whole fucking game